Chapter Sixteen of He Can Who Thinks He Can by Orson Sweat Marden. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. What has luck done for you? Fortune brings in some boats that are not steered. People may say what they will about there not being such a thing as luck or chance, but we must all admit there is such a thing. We must all concede that things over which a man has no control, unforeseen happenings or events with which he has had nothing to do and on which he had not calculated, often change the whole course of his career. Good position do not always come by merit, or as the result of one's own direct efforts. It is now a poor laboring man or washerwoman who falls heir to a fortune by the death of some relative, or again, it is a poor girl who is suddenly raised to wealth and what the world calls high position by marrying a man of rank or fortune. Every schoolboy knows that there is a great advantage in being in the right place in just the nick of time, and that being there is often a matter of chance. Men are constantly being moved up into positions which they did not get wholly by merit. Their elevation is due, perhaps, to a railroad accident, a stroke of paralysis, or the death of men in high places. We had a striking instance of this recently in the death of two presidents of the Long Island Railroad within a few months, which led to unexpected promotions. Everyone knows that men are constantly being put at the head of large concerns because of kinship with the owners of the business, when perhaps a score of those who are working in the establishments at the time are much better fitted to fill the positions. But after all, who will be foolish enough to say that man is the toy of chance, or that true success is the result of accident or fate? No, luck is not God's price for success, nor does he dicker with men. When we consider the few who owe fortune or position to accident or luck, in comparison with the masses who have to fight every inch of the way to their own loaves, what are they in reality but the exceptions to the rule that character, merit, not fate or luck, or any other bogey of the imagination, controls the destinies of men. The only luck that plays any great part in a man's life is that which inheres in a stout heart, a willing hand, and an alert brain. What has chance ever done in the world? Has it invented a telegraph or telephone? Has it laid an ocean cable? Has it built steamships or established universities, asylums or hospitals? Has it tunneled mountains, built bridges, or brought miracles out of the soil? What did luck have to do with making the career of Washington, of Lincoln, of Daniel Webster, of Henry Clay, of Grant, of Garfield, or of Elihu Root? Did it help Edison or Marconi with his inventions? Did it have anything to do with the making of the fortunes of our great merchant princes? Do such men as John Wanamaker, Robert Ogden, or Marshall Field owe their success to luck? Many a man has tried to justify his failure on the ground that he was doomed by the cards which fate dealt him, that he must pick up and play the game, and that no effort, however great on his part, could materially change the result. But, my young friend, the fate that deals your cards is in the main your own resolution. The result of the game does not rest with fate or destiny, but with you. You will take the trick if you have the superior energy, ability, and determination requisite to take it. You have the power within yourself to change the value of the cards which you say fate has dealt you. 
the game depends upon your training upon the way you are disciplined to seize and use your opportunities and upon your ability to put grit in the place of superior advantages just because circumstances sometimes give clients to lawyers and patients to physicians put commonplace clergymen in uncommon pulpits and place the sons of the rich at the head of great corporations even when they only have average ability and scarcely any experience while poor youths with greater ability and more experience often have to fight their way for years to obtain ordinary situations are you justified in starting out without a chart or in leaving a place for luck in your program what would you think of a captain of a great liner who would start out to sea without any port in view and trust to luck to land his precious cargo safely did you ever know of a strong young man making out his life program and depending upon chance to carry out any part of it men who depend upon luck do not think it worth while to make a thorough preparation for success they are not willing to pay the regular price for it they are looking for bargains they are hunting for shortcuts to success we hear a great deal about roosevelt's luck but what would have it availed him if he was not ready for the opportunity when it came if he had not trained himself through years of persistent drill to grasp it if he had not been prepared to make the best use of it i have never known a man to amount to much until he cut out of his vocabulary such words as good luck and bad luck and from his life maxims all the i can't words and the i can't philosophy there is no word in the english language more misused and abused than luck more people have excused themselves for poor work and mean stingy poverty-stricken careers by saying luck was against them than by any other plea that door ahead of you young man is probably closed because you have closed it closed it by lack of training by lack of ambition energy and push while perhaps you have been waiting for luck to open it a pluckier grittier fellow has stepped in ahead of you and opened it himself power gravitates to the man who knows how luck is the tide nothing more the strong man rows with it if it makes toward his port he rows against it if it flows the other way when governor john a johnson of minnesota was asked how do you account for your success he answered simply i just tried to make good you will find nine hundred and ninety-nine times out of a thousand that the man who tries to make good is the lucky man young johnson had to fight against poverty heredity and environment everything that could be put forward as an excuse for bad luck or no chance yet in his hard battle with fate he never once faltered or whined or complained that luck was against him one of the most unfortunate delusions that ever found its way into a youth's brain is that there is some force or power outside of himself that will in some mysterious way and with very little effort on his part lift him into a position of comfort and luxury i never knew anyone who followed the ignis fatuous luck who did not follow it to his ruin good luck follows good sense good judgment good health a gritty determination a lofty ambition and downright hard work when you see horses in a race you know perfectly well that the one in the lead is ahead because he has run faster than the others and you would not have much sympathy for the horse behind it if he should bemoan his fate and declare that the horse ahead had a snap when you see anyone doing better than you are doing under similar circumstances just say to yourself there must be some reason for it 
there is a secret back of it and i must find it out do not try to ease your conscience or lull your ambition by pleading hard luck for yourself or good fortune for another napoleon said that god is always on the side of the strongest battalions he is always on the side of the best prepared the best trained the most vigilant the pluckiest and the most determined if we should examine the career of most men who are called lucky we should find that their success has its roots far back in the past and has drawn its nourishment from many a battle in the struggle for supremacy over poverty and opposition we should probably find that the lucky man is a closer thinker than the unlucky man that he has a finer judgment that he has more system and order that his brain acts more definitely and concisely that he thinks more logically more vigorously and that he is more practical life is not a game of chance the creator did not put us where we would be the sport of circumstances to be tossed about by a cruel fate regardless of our own efforts end of chapter sixteen